on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Another full fixture list means all our correspondents have a story to tell. Welcome to the weekend wrap on the renowned Radio Newark Sport. And those stories will look something like this. We'll start with a better weekend for Newark Flow Serve. Two Sam Agar goals helped the works to three points at Borrowash, while both their promotion rivals dropped points. Selston taking one point from their match with Graham Street Prunes, while Sherwood lost at Kimberley. Find out what that all means with Craig at 20 past seven. Newark Town got three points and a clean sheet for the second consecutive week and now sit 10th in the Central Midlands table. The goals from Rich Willett and a new signing from Flowserve, Ryan Ashley. Collingham were cruising 4-0 at half-time against Appleby Frodingham at Station Road, but a poor second-half performance saw the visitors pull three goals back and leave manager Paul Hyde with plenty to think about before the two sides meet again in the Floodlit Cup semi-final. Dave Garland scored one of the tries for New York Rugby Club as they had an off day at Market Raisin. The final score, 33-10. Sees the Blues drop back down to 8th in the table. A poor day for both the hockey club's first teams. As I predicted, the easiest three points of the season for the ladies against bottom club Market Arbor. So they managed to waste countless chances and drew one all. While the men lost for the first time in 2019, 3-2 at South Nottingham, but it didn't take long to put that one right. They played again on Sunday against West Bridgeford and returned to winning ways. And elsewhere, Flowserve Reserves lead the way in the Senior League Division 2 after their fifth consecutive victory. 2-1 at Keyworth. Grantham Town lose again, this time at Hendersford. Every time we say the save, we start looking over the shoulders again. And Saffron Rugby Club are also losers at Ilkeston. But they did get a bonus point. They are now 12 points behind Matlock. With five matches to play. Squeaky bum time at Saffron. As you know, on a Monday night, it's rush, rush, rush. So Tony is doing exactly that. To um, He's going to call the Ginger Mourinho. Damo Parkinson and we find out our Newark Town are getting on so I'm going to tell you who's popping into Sport HQ this week to have a chat to us tomorrow night Harry Wainwright is in to talk about the new karting season remember last season he went up to the junior level everybody thought it was going to be hard for him he ended up with a podium finish at the end of the season and a second place so he's got to do well to improve on that one on Wednesday night, it's our Golden Oldies night and Richard Byram's coming to visit us. Um, so it's obviously going to be rugby, rugby, rugby all the way. So um, we look forward to that one. In between that, of course, we've got our phone calls. Striders on Tuesday, not fast on Wednesday. We've got Newark Athletic Club and the Twins tomorrow night. I caught up with the Twins on Saturday morning. 
when they was having a look around the new pole vault facilities at the sports surge can you believe that pole vault facilities in newark does it just get any better than that and on wednesday night as a special treat for you we're going to catch up with the under 14 newark rugby club boys we'll go into it a little bit more tomorrow night but they are the nld champions after beating spalding at a very very windswept derby right um I told you I was going to talk to the Ginger Mourinho first, and that seems to be sticking, because everybody's calling him that now. Mr. Parkinson, line three, Mr. Brown. <laughs> Damo, good evening. Good evening. Um, yes, you're being called the Ginger Mourinho every, every, everywhere I look now, thanks to Mr. Smith. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. The only thing is, you've got a damn sight more charisma than, than Mourinho, so... Um, Some might disagree, but <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> um... Well, as I keep saying, can it get any easier for you? Another clean sheet, another three points and another couple of goals. Yeah, and to be fair, Thorne signed, I think it was seven or eight new players in the week. Um, so probably in a similar position to what we were in, well, week before Christmas now. Um, so we really didn't know what to expect. And we, we seemed like everyone was struggling. I know Flosa first team had a few lads missing, Flosa reserves. I even spoke to Lincoln United and Spalding. Um, to try and draft a few bodies in and everyone seemed to be short so um, but we went out there and again I, I repeat it every single week worked hard the right attitude desire um, yeah and got got three points again and that um, takes you up to 10th in the table heady heights of 10th in the table um, and now you can actually sit back and look forward to what looks like is going to be an absolute cracker of a local derby uh, yes, it should be. <laughs> Hopefully, I've seen Collingham um, a couple of times. Which they're a very good side. They try and play play good football, um, and I'm not sure whether they're fancy playing us or not. Um, we've not we've played really well against the team at the top, like I said to you last week. Even though the games we've lost have been against the, the teams at the top, they've been where we've played our best football and played our best stuff. Um, obviously, it's going to be a decent atmosphere. Lots of people there. We've got plenty of uh, available to us which won't surprise you um, I think there'll be one or two surprises we've made a couple of good signings over the last few days um, so yeah looking forward to it um, but to me it's another three three points to be honest we still want to finish as high up as we can Ryan Ashley um, he's come to you from Flowserve he strikes me he's, he's not the same as Luke Body, but he's the same in the respect that Ryan needs somebody to put their arm round him, get hold of him, and bring out the skill that we know that he's got. Yeah, well, he, he scored from a corner. <laughs> we've, we've been really struggling. So considering how strong we've been defensively, and we've had a bit of height about us, um, we've not been very good from set pieces. We've not had a lot of quality, even though you know Luke Body scored a couple from corners. Everything that came off his left boot on Saturday um, was quality. Um, which, like I so said, when you've got the height um, and some of the lads are, are really good in the air, you need quality of delivery to match that, and Ryan gives us that on Saturday. And that is, if you know, if anybody said to write some Ryan Nashley up as a footballer, that is what you would come back to, into. He has the ability to pinpoint. Yeah, I, t- I tell you, if anyone can give me a player in Newark that's got a better left foot than he's got, uh, I would 
doubt that very much. Yeah. I can't think of one. No, I think I'm on I'm on the same wavelength as you are. You've just got to get him match fit. Yes, yeah, and we're working on that. We we've spoke about that, and he knows what he's got to do. Okay, so we look forward. Uh, we look forward to to Friday. Uh, it must be difficult for you because you're seeing out this season now, and all you really want is next season to start. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it, it is frustrating because if you look at the form table, um, which someone pinged through to me, I think we're fourth since we've we've taken over. Um, but actually, we're not going to get to fourth because we're. we're we're quite way behind, so we do. Um, but it's an opportunity to keep some new lads, work with existing lads, and try and get them to buy in. So it's valuable time. But yeah, I totally agree. I want to get into pre-season when the sun's shining, weather's warm, um, and, and to start again with a clean slate. But it is valuable time, and every week we're learning good and bad uh, about players, different characters playing in different positions. A lot of young players. We had a 16-year-old. Um, that come on and play 30 minutes at right back um, and again even when I was at Lincoln Mall step five, we had 16, 17 year olds playing so a good opportunity to have a look at a lot of players Good stuff Damo we'll see you on Friday You will do indeed Alright then Thanks mate Bye bye Damo Parkinson there and uh, Tony he has got them going there's no doubt about it he's got them going yeah, it's, it's, um, as I say on a regular basis on this show, is a bloke I've got an awful lot of time for, and I'm really pleased it's going so well for him at, uh, at Station Road. Um, the, the, the fact they've gone up to 10th is quite remarkable, because I didn't realise that uh, they were that close to mid-table, given the horrendous start they'd had to the uh, campaign, but obviously... Um, there wasn't that great a gap points-wise, and um, a tidy little run, and again those also special clean sheets have, have uh, you know taken New at Town to the, the heady heights of tenth, and it's absolutely superb. But I'd, I wouldn't be looking forward too much to uh, next season. Let's enjoy this because it's going great guns for them. And somebody else who's it's been going great guns all season for, of course, is Collingham, who knew at town play on Friday night, and, and that's where we go next to Mr Paul Hyde. Paul, good evening. Good evening, Mick. How are you? I'm, I'm very good, thanks. Um, yourself? Yeah, not too I bad. mean, I ask you that because I would have thought at half-time on Saturday afternoon that um, everything in the garden was rosy, but at the end of 90 minutes, you probably didn't know which way to turn next. Well, we were looking to keep the ball in the garden, weren't we? They <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have it. I, I, mean, I, I sat upstairs at Collingham, because you get a wonderful sort of overview from there, mm. and the thing that I noticed, the first half, it was ball to feet, and it was lovely football, and you took them apart. Yeah. For some reason, in the second half, who can kick at the furthest competition? Well, I think, on their behalf, I think they'd looked at us and thought, yeah, we'll try that, because they didn't play, um, they played some decent football, uh, they were a big side, all right, yeah, I'm not going to be saying that we didn't perform at our best, I mean, you'd never get a more uh, game of two halves, would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, 4-0 and then, and then 3 to them, but... Um, yeah, we should have done better uh, as, as big a side as they were in that. Um, they didn't have the, the running capability with them and the speed that we got. And, uh, yeah, we, I agree with you. We didn't play well. Um, I, 
love the way he says he was upstairs because it gives you a lovely overview. It wasn't because he was cold and he's dead old, was it? Well, it's not for me to comment on that. <laughs> That's a very pleasant <laughs> conversation with Mrs Hyde. Well, what about the sign I gave you about the train? Yes! Yes, yeah. he's, he's, bought, he's bought a train, I'll tell you that one later, Tony. Oh, yeah? Yes. He's been spending his money. Not a real one, I hasten to add, but very close. OK. It was near enough to a real one at that money. <laughs> <laughs> um... I've already spoken to Damo, obviously we've just put the phone down from him, he's looking forward to Friday, um, but there again, he's got nothing to lose on Friday, you've got everything to lose. Well, I don't think we've got everything to lose, I think we've lost that already. <laughs> <laughs> if you're talking about get, getting up and things like that, but who knows, you know, Redford play, um... Play cross, I want to come back to that one in a minute. On Saturday. Yeah. So, um... No, it's a, it's a local derby, uh, and we're, we're well aware of what uh, Newark can do. You know, they've had a, a torrid time of it and had some good idings off a lot of clubs, uh, but things have turned them round now. They, they're very well set up, and, uh, yeah, it'll be a difficult game. Big crowd and a good game. Um, then we go to Saturday. Retford are four points behind Claycross, and they have two matches in and over the Derbyshire team. Yeah. Uh, this coming weekend, it's Retford versus Claycross. Paul, um... You know everybody in that division. You've seen them both play. You've personal friends with a lot of them. Yeah. Um, where's this title going? Uh, I think Retford are capable of uh, beating Claycross. Yeah. Um, on their pitch, they've beaten them away. Um, yeah. I'm not saying they'll go on and win the league, but I think they stand a very good chance of beating them on Saturday. Well, if, Retford, if Retford win, that's what sort of one point behind with two games in hand. I mean, it's not all over, but it's... Uh, those well, alarm bells at Clay Cross that's run for the last two seasons are ringing again. Yeah, well, they're a bit, yeah, I mean, they went to Bentley, didn't they, last week? Or week before, I should say. Bentley go down to ten men. Um, and they're losing 2-0. Uh, they come back to 2-2 and Clay Cross score in the three minutes of extra time you know so e even with us it was right up to the death with us yeah and we blew it w with them you know they're not uh, they're not the side they were two years I don't think two years ago I wonder if their time has come and they've sort of missed the boat as they say a little bit yeah yeah it's, I mean, it's looking that way but it depends on the running don't it and how things go it must... very close it should be I take it you'll probably be there will you Saturday well, I have to talk to Anne about that, won't I? Friday <laughs> oh, night and Saturday morning. You know. Are you tuned into the Steel City Derby tonight, Paul? Yes, I'll be watching that. Yeah, definitely. Sup supporting the Red and Whites, I suppose. Yes, I will. Yeah, tonight. Yeah, I'll, I'll be. Uh, I'll, I'll be rooting for the Owls. I'm afraid. Be rooting for the Owls. Well, that's all right. That's what it's all about. Isn't it? <laughs> Good luck, mate. Yeah, and for you. And I didn't even realise there was a match on. Right, Paul, we'll see you all on Friday night, and it's good luck to Collingham, and it's good luck to Newark Town. Just let's have a big crowd there and a cracking game. Yeah, I'll keep an eye out for you up in that window. <laughs> I should be in the executive lounge. All oh, right, OK, sorry. sorry yeah. <laughs> Paul, thanks very much. All right, mate. Thanks. Bye-bye. So. I tell you what, though, Tony, joking apart, <laughs> apart from the fact it is warm, <laughs> it's a wonderful view from up oh, there. Oh, it is. It's just I perfect. Have, I, I have watched many a game from up there because it's, they've got a bar up there. It's absolutely... <laughs> yeah, but I watched the game. <laughs> well, I watched it through the window. So we're going for a ride to Station Road yeah. on, on Friday evening. It's going to be, I'll tell you something, that is going to be a hard one to call. I'll tell you what, 
Friday evening. Pick where you want to go. Station Road to see Newark against Collingham. Kellam Road to see Newark Senior Youth against Southall Senior Youth in what's being billed as a friendly. <laughs> Who wrote that? No, they don't do those. Or Barnsley to see the undefeated Nina Bradley take on the undefeated Terry Harper for the oh, world lightweight whatever it is title. Oh. So what do you do on a Friday night? It's, you don't you don't know where to turn next. It's a pity they're not staggered kickoff times. Oh dear, we could have that Radio Newark car be flying around all over the place. Mm. Mind you, I don't, I don't think I'll be able to find Barnsley. It's up north. Oh, don't, don't worry, I used to work there. It'd be, it'd be all right with me. Just bring your stab jacket. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Third in line in our football correspondence is the manager of Newark Flow Serve, no less, Mr Craig Roach. And Selston dropped two points. And Flowserve are back in the driving seat in the race with Sherwood. Craig tells me every week they're concentrated on themselves and nobody else. But, Craig, you can't help but look, can you? Good evening, Mick. Uh, we always have a look, obviously, after the game. <laughs> <laughs> and um, whereas it was all doom and gloom last weekend, that door has opened again this li- a little bit. Yeah, I think we said last week, you know, things change quickly and... Um, like I say, it was it was a good day for us on Saturday, get, getting the win, and uh, obviously with Salston and Shield both dropping points, it was a it was a good day for us. Let's talk Flowserve first, um, and it was a game that was on on paper that um, in theory was an easy three points, but I think we have learnt that uh, it that's not very often the case. And you've told us time and time again that managers are sorting the teams out. They've either got different managers, all different teams to where we had at the start of the season. And Borough looked like a whole different game to the 13-0 hammering at Lowfields. Yeah, they've come a long way since then. Like I say, they have changed in um, personnel since then. Um, they are still getting beat most weeks, which, you know, the league table doesn't lie. Um, no, but they're not getting... They're not on the end of... Uh, Big score lines like, like they was getting earlier on in the season. They're a lot harder to beat. And the week before, it took uh, Barrow 87 minutes, I think, to break them down. They eventually won 2 0. But they, yeah, they're a, they're a tougher cookie to crack than what, what they were earlier in the season, that's for sure. So that was a good three points. Sam Agar with a couple of goals. That would do him the world of good. And um, your co manager decides this week he's going to be player manager and um, shows him where the net is. Yep, yep. We had a few players away. Uh, this week, one reason or another. So Mr Beckett looked very smart. He did, yeah. Uh, it's disappointing he was at a wedding, but he did scrub up well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we had, uh, obviously, Jack missing and Jamie missing, so we lost the entire centre midfield on Saturday, which meant we had to step forward. <clears throat> Leaving, obviously, a gap at the back, which, uh, you know, Kirk's been working hard in his own time over the last few months, trying to lose a few pounds and get, get fit. Um, we had a friendly... Um, previous midweek in which he, he played and he did well so you know he still wants to play football he still enjoys it and if there's a, if there's a job he can do he's going to help the team and uh, he'll step in and do it which he, he did a good job on Saturday and um, and he did and scored scored a goal and Daryl got on the score sheet as, 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 as well if only he could get Daryl every single week yeah Daryl um, recently over the last four or five weeks has been in absolute superb form um, he's not necessarily scoring every week, you know, but his, his general overall contribution um, and assists and his, and his work rate has been has been second to none. And you know, at the minute, he's uh, he's one of the first names on the team sheet for sure. He must be 
Well, he must be close to being impossible to mark. On his day, he is. Yeah, you know, he can uh, he can really embarrass uh, defenders. You know, everyone's seen it. He jinks him one way and the other, and you know, he delivers a good cross. And you know, he could have, on, on another day, you know, he's at the post with a great strike, and he could have got a trick on Saturday. And I'm really pleased that he got his goal because he deserved it. So back to Lowfields on Saturday with a home match against Clipston. Is it playing on anybody's mind that um, Fortress Lowfields has sort of suddenly not become Fortress Lowfields? No, not really. Um, not really. I think everything that's happened down there, like the week before, it's all, it's all our own doing. Um, it's not really affecting us mentally at all, the fact that we've We've got a few points down there. I think if you look at the bigger picture, the record down there, the run record is uh, still outstanding. So we'll still fancy ourselves at home. Um, but again, it's you know, clips and tough sides, change management again over the last three weeks. So there'll be a, a different outfit to what we what we saw when we travelled across there. And you know, they're not going to come down and lay down. Them sort of teams, mid-table, they're the dangerous teams. We never quite know what you're going to get. You have got to get yourselves in front of them to kill them off early. I've been doing my own work on Sunday morning and I disagree with what um, somebody put on Twitter about the Step 6 promotion things because mine's up to date whereas was a week old um, and you are 1, 2, 3 there's 1 on 2.57 that's easy to sports from the North West and I don't believe that's the proper Step 6 league because they've only played 13 matches this season and I think you've got to have at least 16 teams in the division to be counted um, right. okay. but uh, who knows about that um, Alford, Campion, Racing Club Warwick, Lutterworth Broadfields and Flowserve you are getting, you're on 2.37 points per match and that puts you comfortably in those top in that top 10 of positions if you don't overall Selston and finish second but Selston have got to go to Ingalls on Saturday mm-hmm. without two of their inferential players who managed to get themselves red carded last weekend Um Jurgen Klopp's probably right, isn't he, Craig? You know, if you're second, you plug away. If you're top, yeah. you're there to be shot at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had that, and it's tough. Um, it comes with, with an old set of new pressure that, that everyone has to carry on their shoulders, you know, and you have to be big <coughs> enough and brave enough to be able to deal with that. And, um, you know, that's something that, that we've all, all been learning week by week as we go. And it's something we've got to overcome, and that's what... You know, if you're going to win leagues and become champions, that's something you've got to you've got to deal with. So we'll end where we started, Craig. Look after yourselves, get three points, and then see what the others have done. Yeah, this is it. Still nine games to go. Um, there's still lots of twists and turns. You know, everyone's going to drop points again. Like, like we said all along, we'll just keep going game by game. Just pick up as many points as we can, and hopefully that'll be enough to get us across the line. And finally, both for you and your... Um, communications manager that I've got sitting here um, away support for step six football is sometimes difficult to get Flosive yeah. seem to be mastering that little um, one and um, again I'm told a very vocal support and a support that really got behind the team and that is uh, it's wonderful to hear because I was talking to Tom Cowling on Sunday morning mm-hmm. you know the boxer you, you know Tom Yep. And he said, what a lift he got on Saturday night when he heard his name being chanted, when he knew that room was full of Newark yep. fans. And yep. when you go all the way to Derbyshire, 
and you can hear your names being chanted and you can hear the flow save chant come up, it's got to give you a lift. Yeah, it's fantastic and it is a massive boost. It really is and it's, and it's very much appreciated. Um, I think it's the same in every sport, whatever you play. You know, if you've got backing and support, it does give you that little bit of an edge, gives you a little bit more drive. Um, you know, again, if, if we'd not took that support with us, there's probably been 10 people stood there at that ground that day. Um, you know, but the fact that there's so many so many familiar faces there from Newark, um, young and old, you know, it's, it's a great mixture. You've got some that are vocal and you've got some that just keep quiet and enjoy watching the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they seem to be enjoying it. We try and keep a close relationship between, between everybody and help each other out as much as we can. I do like... And Tony, you can come in on this. Your mic's up. I do, I do like at the end of the game the players going to the supporters to say thank you, to shake their hands, and have a two-minute chat with them instead of just walking and get changed. They, yeah. they, they. It proves it means something. Yeah, it does. And we, like I say, we make a point to make sure that the lads do go over and, and give them that recognition. You know, they've all come out, give up their afternoon best part of the day on a Saturday the weekend to uh, to come and follow us and support us and uh, and in fact I think the fact that we do interact with each other and we all have a drink together after um, might make the difference with the reason why they keep coming and they enjoy it yeah I, I was saying to you before Craig that <clears throat> I used to uh Report the football team called Fackley up in the Bradford area in the Northern yeah. Counties East League, and we travelled on the coach, a hardy bunch of supporters, with the players, and great, great memories. Now I'm just keen, as communications officer, to re- manager. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm only manager on emails. I'm officer normally. He's got a new signature. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. I've had the email, <laughs> and and I love it. But um, I'm keen to recreate that in Newark because I know how much the guys on the bus enjoy, enjoy themselves, and it's, it's it, it was it was a great start. Our sort of our partnership with with travel right on Saturday, and I just hope it really continues for us as long as I'm in this neck. Didn't of the take long to get that plug in, did it? No, it's not at all. It's it's, 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 it's superb what we've got going at the club already, <laughs> and this can only enhance the team spirit. <laughs> Craig, I'm going to go rugby in next. I've had enough of him. <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck Saturday. I'll come and I'm, I'm down there on Saturday and then we talk to you again next Monday. It's Cup semi-final eve. So, uh, yeah. lots to talk about. Craig, we'll talk to you next week, mate. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Yes, Mr Smith, the communications manager. Elevation at length. You've been a manager, have you? Been editor, you've never been a manager. No, not uh, Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 pm, with Mick and Tony. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk. Okay, so half past seven on a Monday night. You've you got the routine by now. You know the routine. Um, we changed the shape of the ball from football to rugby ball, which means we talk to uh, to Mr. Rugby himself, Rob Wardman. Rob, good evening. Evening, Mick. Evening, Tony. Good evening, folks. Good evening. Good evening, Rob. Good evening, Rob. Um, I've got lots here to talk about. Um, you probably won't. You probably won't want to. You probably won't want to talk about some of it. But we'll see where we go. <laughs> but I want to start, please, <laughs> yeah. with the under 14s Right. 
um, a NLD it was a very, trophy very, victory. Very, very, very wet afternoon at Derby. <laughs> and my battered anorak is still drying out downstairs, yeah. Um, and we won. No, it was, a good, it was an excellent game of, of youth rugby. Uh, all credit to Richard Staniforth's team. Um, uh, a great little ding dong uh, battle. Newark won 20 points to 19. Luckily, I got there just in time. Uh, to see Newark start and because we, we played the best rugby in the first two minutes because they scored two tries with the lads uh, both through the wingers and I forget the right names first was Toby McFarlane and the best of the lot was a, a young man who uh, Spalding kicked off straight away after that and a guy called Edwin Mensor, uh collected the ball on the left and proceeded to score under the posts um, straight away so Newark were, were conversion and then a later penalty 15 nil up and um, it got wetter and wetter at half time we led 19 um, correct me, my notes are gone 20 uh, points to 7 at half time right. So, right. so my notes tell me good spot um, <laughs> uh, second half it was all spalding <laughs> as they say um, they got a try back we decided not to kick a kickable penalty and go for the corner and proceeded to knock on and uh, uh, lose control of the ball in the mud. Spalding got another try back, 20 points to 19, last minute, conversion to win it, and, and the poor old Spalding kicker, uh, well, to, to our relief and joy, but put it wide, but and, and that ended the game. The referee blew up and Newark had won 20 points to 19, so our under-14s, uh, first silverware of this season, um, three counties champions, and, and well played the team, yeah. It's it's wonderful. I mean, yeah. I mean, we can we debated last week if this was the centenary season or the centenary year, whichever way you look at it. But in 2019, there is a trophy, one trophy, and possibly three more sitting in that cabinet. Yes, we we got the first one. Unless they've lost it en route from Derby. Last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's probably gone skiing with it's, Richard. It's, well, it may well have done. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, it, it, was, it was a good afternoon. Uh, worth going across and. Um, it, 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 we well played both teams in those conditions. We we weren't on the uh, all weather on the new plastic pitch at Derby. There was another. Uh, there's all kinds of age group finals yesterday. Uh, we were on a traditional muddy pitch, and it, it perhaps it suited Newark a, a bit better than uh, uh, a plastic pitch, which which might have been a quicker game. Don't know. This uh, Toby McFarlane, Rob, is is that Spanky's grandson? No, no. All oh, right. Uh, I, no, it's spelled different. Ah. So, no, That's your name dropping out the window. No, I just thought so, uh, Graham McFarlane is one of our old um, presidents and uh, renowned characters at the club. Is <laughs> Graham and uh, his, his son Richard, he, he has, you know, and he's, he's got a grandson now who is a can, who's a, a canoeist, I think, rather than a rugby player. All right, there you go. We've gone off completely off track there, haven't we? Well, I was just going to say, sounding by the conditions, they might have been better off playing on Saturday than on Sunday. Well, at one stage, there was certainly water coming through my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not going to labour too long. The first team had a ride out to Market Raisin. Oh, the buffet was very good. <laughs> yeah, lovely countryside, <laughs> good buffet, and um, come back with uh, no we points. 19-5 down we'd, we'd, we'd had a good period of play in the second half in the first half Dave Garland got a try our number 8 to get us back in the in, in the game um, Raising got another try to lead 19-5 at half time 
and, and then they dominated the second half, although we got a second try through Jason Mathias, uh, which gave hope of a losing bonus point, but in the end we came on uh, came off pretty much second best there, so Raisin have done the double uh, over us in league games this season. Um, we've got one or two more knocks as well, which is worrying. Will Britton, the captain, has got a shoulder uh, problem, and um, I think Billy Charles came off with a hamstring injury, so mm-hmm. we've got a bit of patching up to do. Of course, next Saturday we're at home to Matlock, three o'clock kickoff against Matlock. Uh, so that's a league game, so and it's our second last home league game of the season. The, 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 we've only got one more home league game after that one. That's April six against Ashbourne. If Southwell, are, I thought you'd be coming on this. Let's get the league table down. If Southwell get beat this coming Saturday right. at um, Melbourne, which is yep. pretty league much, leaders. you know, looks like it could well happen, and Matlock take maximum points at Cadham Road. I'm being right. mischievous here, by the way. You're being very mischievous. And yeah. Matlock <laughs> take <laughs> maximum <laughs> points at Kellen Road on Kellen Road on Saturday. It doesn't yeah. relegate Southwell, but effectively, it's all but. Is it mathematically? No. Well, then it's not. It's not. It's not all but. <laughs> well, I, I think. Michael, let's do it. Like we just deal in facts, like, <laughs> rather than uh, yeah, like like a proper sports, journalist. But, yeah. Oh dear. You know. <laughs> right, so you're not <laughs> going to buy my if Southwell are beaten by Melbourne and Matlock points. take maximum Matt points. Five points. We, they ain't going to do, is it? <laughs> Thirty-eight points. You know, again, there's, there's still um, after today. I think there's still four rounds of um, games to go. So in my mathematics, mathematics, which is not not great, if you maximum five points per game, twenty points still to play for, isn't it? Yes, it's right, all but I so, said. No, you can't. You can't really get Southwell next Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's trying. I know you're trying, but you're not going to win it, are you? Right, let's let's change subjects then. Um, I do like it. When this lost. is the one you will have an opinion on. <laughs> world Rugby's proposals to revamp the international yeah. game have been met by fierce opposition from some of the world's leading players. The sports governing body wants to combine yeah. the Northern and Southern Hemisphere calendars to form a 12-team World League starting in 2020. Question one, Rob: Is that the end of the Six Nations? No. There's going to be a lot of international rugby played then. Yes, supposedly. Um, start of it. Um, it's a it's a Horlicks, It's a bun fight. It's a messy thing. Uh, it's a scrap between the Southern Hemisphere countries, the All Blacks, Australia, South Africa, Argentina. They want a basically they want a bigger share of the honeypot, which is the autumn internationals in Europe. Um, they think that the England Union, you know, England, Wales, Scotland, France unions are, are pocketing too much money for these November games, and they want a bigger share. And by bringing in this a World League of International Games, it's it, it's it's to nullify those games so that the money is shared. The Six Nations will be sacrosanct. There's no that they won't stop the Six Nations. That's a very basic um, uh, review of the situation. But- it's it's going to be a. Uh, uh, a Horlicks of a story. It's gonna it's gonna rumble on for months and months. Probably past the World Cup. Um, there's all kinds of things being said and boycotts and arguments that the Pacific Islands were going to be um, uh, ignored in the new competition, which is, the World Rugby has been forced to um, deny. And um, the next step is some kind of um, summit meeting between all the. Um, uh, the nations in, in Dublin later this month, so it's going to run and run, as they say. I mean, in, 
Okay, the, 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 the Six Nations is is there. It's such strength. So that's sort of best part of of spring. Sorting the, the, out to play in in November. In uh, it, it's to nullify Twickenham. Uh, they are a few uh, munching you know, fifteen million pounds a game uh, when they when they state when they play one of the top Southern Hemisphere countries, and and, and the Southern Hemisphere countries don't, don't get much of the of the of the, of the lolly. It's just a, it's just a straight money fight. I don't, yeah, when money starts coming in, into so the proceedings. I don't proceedings. know where we're going with it, how they get it off the ground. Um, it's also to beef up the international game against the, you know, the, the growing might of the French and English league. It's, com- it's a real horlick. It's, you know, it's what the game's been arguing over 20 years of professional rugby. Um, you've got to remember football's had 120 years of professional rugby or more of, of professional football to get their uh, season right. Um, but it could, Rob, it could almost kill a professional rugby, the league side of it, couldn't it? Not rugby league, but the rugby union, the premiership. No, no, it, it, it won't. It's, but it's, it's a bun fight, and I, 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 can't, I don't quite know where we're going with it. No, it's going to be interesting to see who wins on that one, but you can guarantee the players will probably lose. Um... Well, the, the players are doing very nicely at the moment. The top players are, are mm. absolutely... Uh, in, in in the jam jar, mate. So um, you know their their wages have gone up astronomical. Well, yeah. Their wages have gone up thirty forty percent in the last two three years. You know the Premiership clubs are now on a salary cap of over seven million pounds per club, uh, out, and they can pay two players outside that seven million. You know, fanciful money. So we we've now got ex All Blacks coming into the English game on six hundred thousand pound contracts or more. God. So the money is um, quite ridiculous. Um, uh, you know, look, look at cricket and football. The top players have not lost out. The grassroots might have lost out, but it's no. It, you know, the top players the top are doing players, nicely. Yeah, the top players are doing nicely. Um, we'll go back to to where we started, if you like. Um, there's going to be. An, I know you've only got two league matches left, but there's an awful lot of rugby no, to be played. Two home league matches. There's an awful lot of rugby still to be played at Kelden Road before we can oh, we sort got, of say rugby, yeah. that's the end of the season. Of course, it's an accumulator, and we're going to talk about it at length later about um, about the sevens tournament in May. But I learned at the weekend there's an NLD under seventeen matches. Um, there's a, a couple of them coming to Newark. Is there? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, look, I, I, try, I try and keep up with many things, but uh, Rob, um, Rob you've been, I can't believe you've been scooped again. I'm scooped again. Yeah. On the twenty fourth of March, <laughs> the NLD under seventeens take on Eastern Counties. Yep. Um, half past two on a Sunday on afternoon. A Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And on the twenty fourth of April, they take on Leicestershire. Yeah, I've seen uh, a squad. Um, that's all I've, I've sort of. You've got me with there, mate. Yeah. I'm assuming there's some Newark lads in this, because there always does seem to be... I mean, our junior sections are, are second to none. Yeah. I'm, I'm just waiting for my man to tell me who, who's actually got selected. So uh, perhaps next Monday we can have a proper chat about the under-17s. There's a lot of... Um, the point is, Rob, there's still an well, awful lot of rugby to go and watch at Callum Road between now and basis. summer. I'm worried now that we haven't got a ref for Friday night if this youth game goes ahead against Southwell. So I'm just waiting for an email to come back from the youth people to say if they've organised a ref. So, you know, I, mean, I mean, that kind of crisis tonight, mate, you know? Yes, well, I mean, we've already spoke about that because when when I saw the press release for it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it was termed as a friendly. Oh, it's 
never no. No, <laughs> exactly. Game. This is a third game these, these mobs have had this season, <laughs> and I think it's one-one. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, I've watched bits of both games, and uh, it's no friendly. It might be a lot of things, but friendly <laughs> it won't be. It's not a friendly. No. <laughs> Brilliant, uh, Rob. As ever, thank you so much. Are you um, at Kellam Road on Saturday? It's uh, t- t- to be decided yet, mate. To be so decided. Well, if you're there, we'll come and, uh, we'll come and say hello. It's a kick-off anyway. Matlock at home yeah. in the league, and um, we need to get our uh, motor m- motor revving after after Saturday's performance. Yeah. Yes, you want to hit some form because yeah. there's an important match at the end of the month. Yeah, but no, there's plenty of rugby, even though we've only got two home league games. We've obviously got the cup finals, the NLD cup finals, end of April. And that's three matches in one day, isn't it? There's going to be plenty to talk about. Oh, talk it's going to go on and on. This is, it's great, it's, it's great stuff. I'll keep letting you know when the games are, Rob. Okay. Thanks, Rob. Cheers. Cheers. Bye bye. <laughs> the wonderful Mr. Rob. Arm. And Tony, there is. There's cup finals. There's sevens tournaments. There's three counties youth tournaments. There's that much going off there at the moment. Even the fish stationery can't keep up. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's great that rugby is thriving at that level, but it's very. It leaves a very bad taste to hear that the people at the top level are fighting over money. I just think, honestly. Money just taints sport. It, it, it worries me that rugby could end up going the same way as football and all it matters is about is TV and money and nobody gives a damn about the players or the supporters. It's very nice to be at a time of life as a lollipop man where you get £9.83 an hour and you work 50 minutes a day and all this scrabbling about over money, it just ruins what what a beautiful thing sport is in its purest essence just remember folks do you think tony smith the communications manager at new york flow serve <laughs> is worth nine pounds 83 an hour of your money for standing in the middle of a road with a lollipop that strikes me as a target <laughs> okay so if you recall last thursday's show when i was telling anybody that would listen it's going to be the easiest three points for the ladies of the season. Um, it's um, guaranteed three points. Go down there and watch it. It will not be a problem. <sighs> Good evening, Mr Halfpenny. Good evening. Um, it wasn't the easiest three points for the ladies of the season. They, uh, well, from where I was standing, they made a mess of it. Well, yeah. Can I, can I blame you for giving them the kiss of death, then? Yes. <laughs> um, yes, I mean... I, I, it seems strange to me that the umpire um, keeps a tally of penalty corners. I, I, it was far too embarrassing for me to actually do that, but uh, he did inform me after the game had finished, shaking his head, said, "Ball, twenty-one short corners, twenty-one short corners missed." How a team can actually have be awarded twenty-one short corners and not score one, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, twenty-one short corners. And that doesn't count all the chances that we, we, we gained from open play. Absolutely ridiculous game, really. It was just one of those games that, that pop up every now and again. And if we're still playing now, I don't think we would have scored. Why, I don't know. But it just it just didn't click. I just think as, as a coach, you just sit down, shake your head and thought, OK, let's move on because... What can what can you say to him? Because they don't miss twenty one short corners deliberately. I mean, it, some of the short corners they didn't even look like scoring off off them. Some okay, they had a shot, and their keeper managed to put herself here, there, and everywhere. Um, but I mean, I'm assuming you practice short corners. <laughs> Sorry. 
Um, we haven't done for a while. We haven't practiced short corners for a while. Wednesday night. Um, it would well, absolutely. Um, it, it was one of those things where I've sort of stayed in the background a little bit where penalty, penalty corners are concerned um, and let them decide. But it's been so bad since Christmas that I said, look, you know, you know what the routines are. I will call the penalty corner from the sideline. So that's what I did. And when you co- I, I know how um, sorry from Chelsea feels now because you call a penalty corner, you see what the defence are doing, you call a penalty corner... <laughs> And it goes the opposite way. <laughs> oh, and when you debrief the team, they haven't got a clue what numbers they are. <laughs> I'm thinking, we've been together all season. You're still using the routines that we had, like, three, four years ago. And I'm like, oh, for goodness sake. You know, so, yes, Wednesday night, the penalty <laughs> corner. It's also, Sally's coming. She's taking training on Wednesday. Um, we're doing rebounds in front of goal. And we are doing some penalty corners. One of the girls is coming down early and practicing some drag flicks. So we've got a little bit of extra in our arsenal, hopefully for next year. <clears throat> but um, yeah, it, it was it was a bit startling to me when they didn't know which way was right and which way was left, and which was number two and which was number four, and what do we do on number six? And we're doing number six instead of number four, and, and I'm like, oh dear. Yeah. It was something you had to be 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 there because it it had its comical oh. side because penalty corner. Pull, pull up and he, Rosie, come here. So Rosie trots across, gets her instructions, go back, tells it to the little group, and it goes wrong. Two minutes later, penalty corner, and we go all through it again. <laughs> and then every now and again, you get a pass gay. <laughs> and she turns around yeah. and says, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, it if was it wants one to... of those games that yeah. um, you come away scratching your head. At least we got a point from it. Um <laughs> Which, you know, would have been better than not scoring at all and letting them go home with a 1-0 victory. Yes. But, um, they, they, they've picked up a coach. They've not had a coach for a long, long time and uh, they've managed to pick, pick a coach up. And I think he's done a great job on the sideline. He was um, he, he was quite instrumental, really, in their play. And uh, He, he was organising them, Paul, well. wasn't he? He never yeah. stopped organising them. Yeah, and their captain in the middle of the park was very, very good as well. So... They've got something to build on, and they will go down this season. There's no doubt about that. There's no coming back from where they are. If they could catch Ashbourne, it'll be a miracle. But um, yeah, I think they'll go down. I do. I do believe that they'll drop into the Leicestershire League and just come straight back up. Yeah. Um, so we'll probably meet them again in uh, two years, maybe. But um, no, it, it was it was a frustrating game to see how clinical we've been over the last few weeks creating chances and, and moving the ball around. It was a big disappointment. I was just waiting to count the goals and they never, and they never come. And, and anyway, um, the two, the ladies' twos and the threes had a, a weekend off, so the spotlight really fell on the ladies' fours. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> when, when, when we get involved in junior hockey, there's, there's a bogey team that uh, we don't like playing, and that, and that is Beeston. And... Whenever you mention Beeston to the teams, it's, oh, we're not beat Beeston, we've lost. So you've already lost before you get on. Now, with the latest fours, it's Arnold. We're playing Arnold. Oh, we're not beat them. They're too physical, they're too hard. And so they lose the game before they even start. And it, it's such a shame, really. And it's, it's, it's hard work for a coach to actually get inside the heads to say, look, it's, it's all in your head. You are better than what they are. You just need to put your chances away. And sadly, you know, I went through it with the under-12s against Beeston and it looks like Beppe went through it with the uh, ladies fours against Arnold two names I, I pick up 
from from the report of the ladies for uh, the two names i know is sophie chambers and of course um jackie nullis and, and jackie i see through my my work um but she's still enjoying a hockey oh she loves it she loves it playing mainly for the uh, for the three she plays for for, for the uh, for my team that um my pet project but um sophie does as well and um two two very good team players um it's a shame, really, they didn't make a difference, um, or enough of a difference, but I suppose, you know, if, if, if you're relying on some of the youngsters and the youngsters are feeling a bit scared of uh, some of the bruises that Arnold uh, dish out, then um, you can't do it all on your own, can you? The... <laughs> the, the Tony's in hysterics on the other side of the room. That that's, one. That, that, that's a delightfully bad report. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just feel that Sally should have played in that game. <laughs> <laughs> you be quiet, Tony. <laughs> You'll only make it worse. Um, <laughs> the men's ones lost for the first time in 2019. A dominant first half. Saw them take a two 0 lead, and then they, uh, they threw it away. Yes. Yes. Who on earth books a wedding in the middle of the hockey season? <laughs> oh, now that's a, that's one we've asked many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sadly, Captain Scott Robinson and, and uh, Sam Smith weren't available on Saturday, and I think it probably showed. I think uh, that dominance would have continued um, in, well into the second half. Um, but you know, they were back for Sunday, and Sunday they returned to winning ways, and. Um, it's all looking very, very good in that league. They, they've moved on to 26 points, um, along with two other teams. Um, very much mid-table now, and pushing, pushing, pushing to try and get higher. So I, I think that... Uh, I'll, I'll stick my neck out and continue, so I think they'll finish fourth in that league. Let's finish with the biggest victory of the weekend, and that was the men's, men's um, threes against... Um um, after an incredibly tough season it says here uh, the team finally had a winning match in a convincing 5-0 scoreline against West Bridgeford so Theo, Seb, Cam and two from Logan well done lads well you had to be there I've played for them I've seen the debacle that is the third team I've seen the disorganisation that is the third team the youngsters not knowing what they're doing the adults getting very frustrated and um Basically, Sally decided after a chat with the vice captain that it's time to step in, and she says, "You know what? I'll come down and I'll see what's going on in training, and I'll come down to the game." She took control. She reorganised the team, the structure, the formation, and West Bridgeford were never in the game. Yeah, me say. They absolutely destroyed West Bridgeford. Absolutely. It's, it's, I'm carrying an injury. I just wanted to get my kit on and get on the pitch. It's a Sally it, effect. It was so good. It was really such a performance. She brought most of the kids off and just drip fed them into the game, substituting them on and off, uh, leaving the adults to take the bulk of the play, and it worked an absolute dream. Brilliant. Paul, um, Lots of good talk about. We'll forget about this ladies' match because I don't think we'll see another one like it. Well, let's. I hope we don't. <laughs> oh, um, yes. I, I blame Manico, who was also at a wedding. Yes, the same one. Yes. Um, have you seen the fixture Nottingham University and Derby? Go on. It's not, it's not gone in. It is under investigation. Ooh. There's one to talk about when mm. it comes out. Right. Well, um, Keep your eye on that one, and I'll keep looking at that one. I'm looking for that one. Uh, as uh, uh, 
as a whiff of something here. So, um, well, if it's Nottingham University, they're going to be hit very, very hard. Mm-hmm. There is still life in that table yet. Oh yes. Oh yes. And on that, <laughs> on, and on that note, you've left us intrigued. That's not of intrigue. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Good night. Thanks. Bye bye. And that ends <laughs> another mixed bag of wacky Newark sport. The footballers did as proud. The rugby kids did as proud. The rugby adults did as not quite surprised, but and the hockey ladies. Well, I've never seen anything like it. But twenty-one. You, you missed that when you sat there. Twenty-one short corners in a match. Twenty-one, and they didn't score from one of them. But I am with Paul on his comments about marriages at this time of year. The only reason you would get married on the first Saturday in March is if something was pointed at you and it was loaded. Well, it cost you a midfield player, and it cost it cost Paul two, at least two of his players. Exactly. <sighs> you got nothing else to say on that one, have you? I'm just starting the car, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's um, that's what we call the weekend wrap on Radio New York Sport, the night when Tony and I sit back and let two Pauls, a Rob, a Craig and a Ginger Mourinho <laughs> do all the hard work and we do thank them all very much because every single Monday night they give up their time to talk to us, to tell you how their teams have got on. And you know, Tony, we've got about a minute left. We ain't having a bad season. No, it's... Um, I, I I don't want to be rude when I say this. It's it, There's a compliment at the end of it. It doesn't sound so good to start with. I really, really love my football, as you know. And in the summer, I love my cricket. And I could listen to Rob Wildman all night. But Paul Halfpenny is when I used to switch off on a Monday night, and he's getting better and better, but not because of him, but I switched off because of hockey, because ah, I can take it or leave it, I'm not really bothered. That's when I get my cigar out and wait for eight o'clock. But he's getting better and better at describing hockey tours, both us and the listeners, and it is a, it's getting to be my favourite bit of a, of a Monday. Well done to him. And his comment about... Um Arnold up to <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, well done, well done, all. That was of worth them. its weight in gold. Uh, bi- bi- <laughs> busy, busy night tomorrow night. Um, phone calls. Harry Wainwright in the studio. Lots to talk about. We'll see you then. Bye bye. We-